Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. I was just drawing a blank. You know, I haven't seen your both beautiful face for a while, but uh, you are listening to the Brewers podcast. Uh, this is episode like 205 or 206 or 207. Who knows? Right, Brian? Do we know? It's somewhere up in there. It's somewhere up in there. Very exciting, though. You know what? We don't keep track because we don't like untapped, so I don't keep on track on there, so I don't <laughs> keep track of the episodes yeah. either. So It's like a marriage. After the first few years, it doesn't matter. It's Are you married? No. Oh, so how, do you know? <laughs> how do you know? From people telling me. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. How that long might be a little been. inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we have sources from actual married people. So, like, <laughs> um, so who are the actual married people on the podcast this week? Do you want to introduce yourselves? Actual married people? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Kevin McComiskey. I am the founding brewer here, and I have been married for a very long time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Happily married, right? Happily married, yes. of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Steve Gabardi. I'm uh, one of the founders of this brewery and also happily married and thankfully nice. married a wife that uh, really enjoys craft beer. So Yeah. Nice. Seriously, kind of like the unspun, uh, unsung heroes of the brewing industry oh, are time. like the significant others Absolutely. who like support this endeavor. <laughs> like it's pretty cool. <laughs> like, um, so everyone, what have you been drinking? We have not seen each other for like three weeks. We're going to Connecticut in a couple of weeks. We've, I personally have been yeah. drinking through the Connecticut beer that we went from our last trip. Yeah. So Alvarium tapped out, can't drink anymore. <laughs> need to go back, get some of their beer. Yes. Um, and need to play with all the dogs that are there. All the dogs. Yeah. Yes. Um, and front porch, those sours. Oh, those were so good. I finished that off yeah. uh, last night and yeah. great stuff. Yeah. I'm go And I'm going to New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. NOLA. A, yeah, NOLA. Yeah. Which I was told don't say that there, but whatever. Yeah. In a couple of weeks. And I've been uh, making Cesaracs. Oh, yeah. yeah. The official drink of New Orleans. <laughs> One of the many official drinks, <laughs> I think. Like, I think based upon who you ask, it's like, oh, yeah, it's the hurricane. or yeah. Cesarac. I think Cesarac's probably like the... With, with absinthe? Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't think it has like the wormwood. But I, I want to go to one of the absinthe bars and see if it actually like fucks you up. Sweet. Yeah, like, <laughs> we'll report back. Yeah. Cool, we'll cool. Back. Stay yeah. tuned, you guys. Yeah. One of the things I want to give you guys a recommendation as you're driving through Connecticut, if yes. you get a chance to stop at Willow Manning Brewing Company in Connecticut. Ooh, noted. Um, yeah, that's a great place to stop. It's The brew pen's been open there for many, many years. Nice. Um, in the early 90s is when David opened that place. Cool. Um, and yeah, kind of a kind of an inspiration for me. It's I spent a lot of time sitting at that bar. My brother was a chef there kind of back in the day. So cool. um, it's a great place to stop. Food's amazing. Great awesome. pub. Awesome. Noted. On the list. Ryan, Erica, what have you been drinking? Ryan, what have you been doing? Uh, finishing some Great Mosh, some Sylvaticus, all my Connecticut beer that I finally finished, and Matt got me on the Miller High Life train. <laughs> <laughs> so, I haven't had a Miller High Life a in a thing. while. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Mike Anastasi, did te text me a picture of a spaghetti that he got in the wild. It in was, the wild? He said it was on the menu, and I was like, they must be listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they know. They know. Erica, Erica. Oh yeah, no, just the kind of stuff like you were saying. Yeah. Um, be going through that, and what did I have the other day? Oh, I had some Bone Up, um, some Shut Up Kelly. Such a great beer. Great but, name. Yeah, that's great. Um, anyways, yeah, that's about it. Just, yeah. Just the huge. Steve and Kevin, what have you been drinking? Come on. <laughs> Our listeners want to know. <laughs> well, Steve, unfortunately. Yeah, it's tough when you own your own brewery and, uh, you know, have to taste test. And Oh, yeah, that Indeed. must suck. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I got to a point where I said, all right, it, uh, it's done a number on my waistline since, uh, since we opened up and, you know, we were entering Lent. I said, all right. Here's a real test. I'll give up. Uh, I'll give up beer during Lent. So just beer. Wow. Yeah. Well, I gave up all alcohol. Okay. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, 
that's officially been given up since uh, since Lent. So it's so far so good. I have tasted a few things and spit it out. More wine tasting than, <laughs> than beer tasting. It's not quite the same, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, good for you. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not given up beer for Lent. <laughs> it's not something I think I could ever do. Um, I mean, honestly, I've been drinking our stout that we just put on mm-hmm. recently pretty much every day I'm here. It's a nice. dry Irish stout. It's Finnegan's Draw. It's perfect for the season. Definitely. Um, and it's actually the first nitro beer we've ever made Ooh, here. Ooh, exciting. Uh, yeah. And I just, I think it came out really, really good. So that's pretty much all I've been drinking for the past week or so since it's been on draft. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. We are going to get into a nerdy question because I actually have a question about what is the dry stout versus just a traditional stout. But we start our podcast by asking all of our guests um, their first memory of beer. And we also have been asking, like, when did you fall in love with, with beer? Because a lot of people are like, oh, my dad gave me a beer when I was two. So <laughs> let's, let's hear it. If that's your story, that's cool. But I want to know when you fell in love with it, too. God, I mean, I didn't drink beer until I was probably 27 or 28. Really? Um, you know, went to a college where it was a big party college Wednesday through Sunday and, you know, just didn't get into beer. I was a soccer player, so... Uh, you know, it was it was more part of the routine not to drink than to drink. Um, and I really didn't have a, a taste for the macro beer. And it was probably, like I said, 27, 28 and my first Harpoon IPA. That was kind of like a holy shit moment. This, you know, you can drink beer that doesn't just taste bland. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Sierra Nevada was like a, I hate grapefruit. This beer is terrible. And then you just kept sipping it and sipping it. And you're like... Holy moly! This 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 beer is so flavorful. I love it. So yeah, yeah, that was kind of the oh shit moment for me with uh, with craft beer. You know, I never loved regular beer. Uh, you know, macro brands, but uh, tasting Harpoon IPA and uh, and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, yeah, that was uh, oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, what about yourself? Um, I did drink some beer as a teenager, of course, and yeah. it was mostly Coors Extra Gold um, nice. was kind of where I landed. I think very early Extra on, I gold. knew I didn't want just like Bud Light um, or Milwaukee's Best. I had to step it up at least a little bit. Extra of course, gold. that's really before there was any craft beer on the market, at least. I don't remember uh, if there was. Um, so my first craft beer experiment uh, experience was up at Gritty McDuff's in, in Freeport, actually. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah. I was staying up there at a bed and breakfast with my wife in the early 90s. See, um, we told you he's married. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and for quite a while. Um, happily. Yeah, happily, of yeah. course. Uh, and we went in there because it was a restaurant, and I had no idea it was a brewery. And I walked in, and I wanted to, you know, get something to eat. And the Rolling Rock I was looking for, because I think that's what I was mostly drinking back at the time. And I was like, "What in the world is this? I have to get a beer <laughs> they made here. That's I, I don't want to. Oh, is this Where, safe? Yeah. Can, I just, can I just get a Rolling Rock or something? There's like controversy up there. Like, if are they the first New England brewery? Like, people will fight if they are. I think it's like. There's a recipe that says it's a little bit earlier than Sam Adams or something. So Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've been open since the 80s. Yeah. That place has been open since the 80s. So, um, But I remember just having the very first beer that I had there being like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. And I've kind of been a huge craft beer fan ever since. It was pretty nice. much light switch kind of moment. Love it uh, first I went from there to like, oh, I'm never drinking Rolling Rock again or rarely. Um, yeah. And never like, oh, Pete's Wicked Ale. That <laughs> looks like something, you you know, that's when that had first been out on the market. And I drank that for a while and then just kept evolving as the beers kept evolving and more craft beer came out. And uh, yeah, been a big, uh, big fan ever since. It's funny. Uh, 
a lot of the brewers that we interview always mention Pete's Wicked Ale. I personally have never had Pete's Wicked Ale. I think it's a little bit before my time. I don't know if Erica or Ryan. I don't know that I've had it either, actually. Is there a reason no. that no brewery has ever been like, you know what, we're going to make a Pete's Wicked Ale-inspired beer? Did it? Was it actually good? Because now I'm just curious because, like, I've never... I remember it being good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, beer has come a long way since then, and I think it was... Um, I don't think it was around for all that long. I think it was only four or five years before, you know, Macro was like, oh, shit, this is biting into our sales. We need to nip this in the bud and went out and bought it and just kind of dissolved Killed the brand. It, yeah. So I don't know if there's still any Pete's Wicked Ale uh, recipes kicking around. Um, yeah. But yeah. You'd have to have a have really good more. memory and palate. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back to that. I can never brew one for memory. That's not going to yeah. happen. No. Um, so Apothecary Ales. I've heard through the grapevine you both were in the medical industry before. Yeah. So that's both my parents are nurses. I, I was very. How did you find the time to? Yeah. Home like brew? how did you? How did <laughs> you find the time to homebrew? Yeah. Uh, usually they're coming home. They're working three to elevens. They're killing overtime. You know, I know this firsthand. How do you have the time to get into and then want to open a brewery? So I'm a pharmacologist. Kevin is a nurse. Okay. Uh, we worked together for 20-plus years at Brigham and Women's. Oh, both my parents yeah. worked there. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. we worked for the Department of, of Transplant Surgery okay. uh, doing kidney transplants. I was managing the medicines, and Kevin pretty much managed everything else after, <laughs> uh, after the surgery was done. But, you know, we had been working together forever, and I think it probably started across the street uh, yeah, at, the, the at, the, at the Mission Bar and Grill. Yeah. Um, which used to be the chopping block, which yeah. we never went <laughs> yeah, in. We, but, uh, yeah, we shouldn't talk about that. I'm a yeah. penguin pizza guy, so yeah. I never yeah. got a name. Yeah. So, but but yeah. right across the street from Penguin. Yeah. We'd go to Penguin quite a bit, too, because yep. they had... Uh, they had good beer, too. Yeah, they had more European styles, uh, you know, where the uh, the mission was more, you know, local American craft. And uh, they were a craft beer bar, you know, before yep. there were a lot of craft beer bars. Um, and so we went over there and started... Hey, yeah, I like Harpoon. And then Kevin introduced me to what? Um, stone Ruination. Oh, Stone Ruination. God. <laughs> you know, the melt your face off IBUs. And, yeah. you know, I just remember looking at it and being like, that's one of the most terrible beers I, <laughs> I, I think I've ever drank. And then drank about Thanks. five more of them. And, and then I was hooked. What yeah. time frame was this? Like 2005? This 2005? was early 2000s. Yeah. 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 IBU craze. I mean, like, oh, I remember yeah. even 2009 being in college and being like, I need six point resin and it needs to have 14 million IBUs. And yeah. <laughs> I can't taste my dinner for the rest yeah. of the week. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, so we went, started doing that. And I think uh, they would got to a point where they knew us by name and would send us messages when they brought in new kegs. And nice. then it was local. And then it was, you know, you can just go there. They're just up in yeah. Vermont. So then yeah. we started doing <laughs> beer trips. Um, I mean, we had a, a rolling account with... Hill Farmstead, where we got a keg of Edward every three months. If we were more than three <laughs> nice. months out, we had a you know we would have lost our hundred dollar deposit. So we went up every three months religiously. A poker keg. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's great. And then started. Kevin was homebrewing for a little bit with uh, another one of the owners here, uh, and then him and I started. I don't know. God. Seven, eight years ago when you yep. cook started stuff. brewing in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, brewing a stove. Yep. Brewing yep. on stove, and yep. you know I had to. Big Gatorade coolers, one that would function as a hot liquor tank, the other as a mash tun, and yeah. then I just had the kettle on the floor that would fill with wort, and I'd pick that up and pick, put it on my stove, and, you know, yeah. that would be my boil. Yeah. Uh, mostly five-gallon batches, and, um, yeah, so we did that for a while. Um, you know, 
I made some pretty good beers in my kitchen, but I never made a great New England IPA in my kitchen. And I kept trying and I kept trying and I kept trying and I just couldn't do it. Made some really good porters. I made a really, really good porter that I'm going to try to replicate here at some point in the near future. But I just couldn't nail the New England IPA. So, and that's the style that we knew we wanted to make when we first started talking about this, you know, on the brewery trip after having like six or seven flights. It's like, oh yeah, we should do this. You know, we can make totally, we can yeah. totally yeah. do this. <laughs> look, look at this place. They just rolled open an industrial garage door. You know, I'm like, we could totally do this. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, so when it was about three years ago that I think we decided, oh, we're going to stop talking about it and we're actually going to do it. Um, yeah. So Steve built a pilot brewery at his house, um, small but a very legit pilot brewery, yeah. three-vessel brew system, conical temperature-controlled fermenters, um, and we started brewing in there. And we talked about, it's like, oh, I think we'll brew once a month in there, see if we can get some good recipes going. Okay. Um, so we did that twice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Steve, we're never going to get anywhere brewing once a month yeah. like, and get and be able to open a place in a year and a half, which right. was our plan back then, um, to open in a year and a half. <laughs> right. <laughs> happened (laughs) so it's like it's i I said we have to start brewing at least every week so we started brewing every week um and steve has a much busier um kid life than i do Uh, his kids are very involved in sports mine Mm -hmm. is not and i have one he has two um so i kind of took over the pilot brewery um and i started brewing in there every week and so every week we would brew a batch keg a batch and can a batch um, wow. So yeah. I spent about 30 hours a week yeah. in the pilot brewery yeah. and 40 <laughs> hours a week in the hospital. Yeah. So I was lucky back in 2008 to transition to outpatient nursing. So I wasn't killing overtime. You know, That's I wasn't good. doing, yeah. um, you know, overnights like I used to when I worked on the floor. And I had a four 10-hour day schedule. Yeah. So I could nice. spend two full days in the pilot brewery. One, one recovery day. day yeah. One weekend day. And I, I worked Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, 10. So I'd spend all day Wednesday in the pilot all day Saturday in the pilot, then a couple hours after work on other days, and then I could spend Sunday, you know, at home with the yeah. Yeah. with the wife and the child. So. Yes. <laughs> but he was at my house so much that on days he didn't show up, my kids are like, is Kevin okay? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Where <laughs> is Where's he? Kevin? Where's Kevin? <laughs> oh, wait, I got to go show Kevin this, this my report card. Yeah, yeah. right. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. what I, about I'm your here. dad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, are you both still working in the hospital? I am. You are. Um, I am not. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, you know, we both kind of went back and forth about, uh, you know, do we develop all these recipes, hire a brewer? You know, we felt that'd be a bit disingenuous. So, you know, Kevin stepped forward and said, you know what? 20 years in healthcare is, is done me well. I'm ready to, yeah. to leave. With the, the caveat that we pay him nurses' wages. But, you know, well, that's so, not too bad. Yeah. I mean. yeah, but you guys don't have that union, that nurses' yeah, union. That's right. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. almost nurses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, not, not quite. Not quite. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then Kevin said, all right, you know, if, you, if we can meet those wages and, you know, I, I want to do this full time. Yeah. That's awesome that you're able to do that. Yeah. So, so, back- so are you working less than 70 hours, though? Um, I am actually working less than 70 hours okay. now. So now when I spend like 50, 55 hours a week here, it's yeah. like, oh, man, this is easy. So now what were you doing with all the beer you were making beforehand? Giving it out. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were. Yeah. You guys we, had a good social media presence. Yeah. We, yeah. we would we would keg it, keep it on, uh, on a keg for about a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would can it. And every time we canned it, we would put a label on it and put it out on social media. Hey, we just did this. And, you know, indubitably, we'd get 
a dozen people. Where do I get it? Well, yeah. the only yeah. place you can get it, you have to go to the founder's house. And we thought <laughs> for sure no one would show up. Um, and the first person that said, hey, can I come get it? I said, yeah, all right. And I looked at my wife and she's like, so you're inviting some random yeah, strangers right. yeah. to our house yeah. where our kids live. Great yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, poss- what possibly yeah. could go wrong? Do you yeah. want me to cook them dinner too? Yeah. 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 And then I told her this. I'm like, you and I have been to a million breweries. Yeah. Like, you know brewery people. If they're willing to come to the house, they're the folks that we waited in line with for hours to get, you yeah. know, can releases and other stuff. So as soon as it goes weird, you know, we'll stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. And we had over 300 people come to the house. Wow. And one time a guy brought his father um, and the father was, a you know, pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, like, oh, all I drink is hoppy beers. Well, you know, we have an ESB, you yeah. know, yeah. in yeah. cans and like, you know, some blueberry Weed ale. Nice. Oh, this, this is terrible. I'm like, ah, sorry, buddy. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just free beer, man. It's yeah. free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And, and then all of a sudden it morphed into like this political debate about vaccinations. And oh, I'm like, God. all right, dude, come on now. This is beer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have to deal enough with this on my day job. I don't yeah. need, right. Uh, right. I don't need to, to be here talking with you about this. But yeah. everyone, everyone else was unbelievable. And we see these faces showing up now uh, coming in here and, you know, kind of reintroducing themselves. Hey. I was at your house like two and a half years ago. Like, yeah. you know, I can't wait to, I told you I was going to come support you. And there they are. That's I mean, it's awesome. awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Did you find you got a lot of good feedback about the beer in that sense as well? We, we, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the feedback, because listen, I don't want to just brush that under the rug. We got a word from our sponsors. Oh, We're sponsors. going to talk about feedback because I think that's the most important thing for a home brewer. So take it away. Sponsor machine. Because you didn't cut it last time. <laughs> Take it away. Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. So feedback, Ryan, myself, Erica, we are very, very, very amateur homebrewers, and everyone thinks that we should open a brewery because our home is really good. So, um, 
we're gonna open one too, apparently, right? Because, yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. But how do you how do you not get that like BS feedback? That's like you created something. This is so good. Oh, you like, you definitely did when they were tasting it from the tap. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's hey, we're gonna send you home with some cans and please, you know, honest feedback. Yeah, honest yeah. feedback because we need it. Yeah, we need it. I mean, Kevin just brewed a beer today. It's our autism awareness beer, and it's blue. You know, and we make it blue with spirulina, and nice. we were worried it was going to have kind of a meaty taste to it. And so that was one that, like, everyone, oh, my God, it's for Autism Awareness Charity Beer. Like, this is, un- oh, this is the best beer I've ever, t-. you know, it's like, yeah. it's not, <laughs> you know, but, you know, honest, honest feedback. Because, you know, we were big into experimenting, and, you know, we got good feedback kind of when people would take cans, take them home. And then send us a message. So yeah. when they weren't face to face and, yeah. you know, had to tell you, wow, that sucked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah. We, we want to know that before we're here and it right. sucks. Yeah. Right. You guys had a social media presence kind of before the doors were even open. We've known about you for three years, four years. <laughs> um, time flies with COVID and all that. Yeah. So you don't really know. But um, we've heard similar breweries like vitamin C, right? Like they have, you know, the, the cooler and very similar you know going to the owner's house and picking up um beer was social media on your mind when you're working 40 plus hours at a brew at a hospital <laughs> and then brewing 40 plus hours and then raising kids yeah i mean it it was something that we knew we had to do and as soon as we started putting real labels on our on our cans so we did the first few batches we started with bottles like so many people do i was making a label that like had our logo like just a tiny little picture of it and the name on it and that's mm-hmm. it but then you know steve found this great artist who has done our main logos and all of our can art. Uh, and as soon as we started making the labels for the beer anyway, because as templates that we knew we were going to use in the future right. and started putting those on the cans, then we knew we had to take pictures and try to make a social media presence because the can art is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's just the, the artist that we use, his name's Peter Soldakis, and he's he's very talented. He really gets our theme. Um, and we were so excited when we saw those first labels. We were like, we, let's take pictures of these and like send them out to everyone. <laughs> For our listeners, you can't see the Canon art, but we will definitely share some on social media and we have in the past. But what is your theme? Yeah, I mean, it's we are going for like late 1800s, early 1900s traveling medicine show apothecary. Okay. You know, so it's... Like the music man. The yeah. Scene in music yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. it's those like yeah. quackery, like, you know, Carter, Carter's yeah. liver yeah. pills, snake yeah. oil, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, the, the artwork back then was super cool. Yeah. Um, and that's what sold everything. But I mean, we, we joke like half of this thing, half of these things had like morphine and, you oh, know, yeah. cocaine and, and, in it. Yeah. yeah I All mean, kinds it, of poison. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But, uh, so, so that we thought that would make really, really cool labels. And once again, once, once they started coming in, we're like, wow, we want to share this. Um, but then it's like two late 40 something year old males, uh, on social media. And we're like, Hey, we know Facebook. <laughs> yeah. and, and somebody's like, you need to do Instagram. And you know, I literally had to get my teenage boys to be like, yeah. dad, this is it. And I remember sitting on my desktop. I'm like, all right, I'm going to post on Instagram. Like, what oh, the fuck? Yeah, I can't do it. So I had to call Kevin, Kevin, why, why can't I post on Instagram from my desktop? He's like, you need your, you need, you need your, your phone. phone I'm like, are you serious? This is terrible fat fingers. And, you know, like, oh. Yeah. oh, we're so tied down to Instagram. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, what was it like opening up in the middle or planning in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, the planning in the middle of the pandemic and the 
pouring concrete and yeah, drains. It, and it is a nightmare. I yeah. mean, there's just not another way to say it. Yeah. I mean, there are so many delays. I mean, we bought this equipment in December of 19. Yeah. So when was like, the original open day? It was supposed to be January 21. Wow. And when did you officially open? November 21. November 28th, 20. Wow. Almost a year. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Yeah. There were 53 weeks uh, from our first demolition to opening day. Jesus. And we were and you're still paying rent on this place. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, we were still painting. You know, come opening day, uh, but uh, <laughs> like like everyone else. But no, it was it was terrible. You know, it, again, one of the beauties for Kevin and I is coming from the medical industry is like we we joked like if something goes wrong in in the brewery, you know, we kind of look at each other as like. Did anyone die? Yeah. No, <laughs> no one died. You know, okay. like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, th- the whole pandemic and, you know, we both got kind of deployed to, to work extra hard at the hospital and other things. So, yeah. you know, from the, from one perspective, you're looking at saying, God, this really sucks, but, but, Did you know, you die though. Yeah. I didn't die from COVID and, you know, my family's fine and, yeah. you know, so just putting it into perspective, but yeah, the whole build terrible i mean we had we had x as our budget you know and it wound up being three x uh to open the doors great yeah great um you stuck with the original plan though i mean you didn't cut having a kitchen yep you still have uh doesn't really cut any corners in general well where like a lot of people might have been forced to do that just because of it it was the pandemic you you know you're waiting six months for windows to come in and your gc says i can't do anything until those windows are here oh great so you're (laughs) twiddling your thumb saying i'm gonna paint these walls i was gonna leave up uh the wallpaper that was here from the last restaurant that was pretty innocuous but we're gonna paint the walls now and you know (laughs) hey we have time to do this and do that and you know at the end of the day we're looking at saying all right we're old enough we had the financial wherewithal to kind of borrow from a few different pots not that we wanted to but uh you know as we started yeah as we started doing it was like Let's just do whatever we can to open. But from that perspective, too, we knew when we said we were going to open this place, again, we're rested between Oak and Iron, totally cool vibe. He did a great job setting yeah, up yeah. that tap room. And Hobo now that, you know, is just gorgeous on the inside. Mm-hmm. And you knew you couldn't just roll open the industrial garage door. <laughs> it had to be something where, yeah. you know, and again, yeah. everyone's so collegial, both uh, breweries have been fantastic and they don't, they look at us as rising tides, lifting all boats. Yeah. But, um, you know, we knew we couldn't come with something small and, you know, undone. We knew we had to come and we're in a sl- small, sleepy town, you know. Mm-hmm. And you could say that you were born and raised here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we needed, we needed people to come and spend the night. Yeah. There's not enough people locally, I think, that you could turn over two drinks, two drinks, two drinks. They need to come and spend the night. So is that the the importance of having the restaurant on site as well? Yeah, yeah, that was big for us, and we lucked into it. To be honest with you, the space we're in now is our tap room, and um, we originally came. There was an existing Mexican restaurant here, and we just wanted their function space, and so we were going to just originally just put our tanks in here, just serve beer here, and poke a hole in the wall over here, and uh, uh, have them serve burritos and tacos. Yeah, yeah. and uh, sounds the, like an awesome idea. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we thought. We're like, yeah. this is fantastic. We'll yeah. increase your business, and uh, we got built-in food. And so uh, the more we talked with the folks that own the restaurant, they said. Uh, you know, we'd love to change concept to pub style, and they own uh, the loft in North Andover, so oh, okay. it wasn't a departure for them. Yeah. So they stayed on, 
and became our business partners. They're running the kitchen, um, and our group is running the brewery. Yeah. That's pretty nice. I was I, ask, you don't really have to worry about good, the food. So. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, wow, you guys do a lot. I had no clue there was business partners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, That's you know, why the food's good. You yeah. guys can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, That's we knew awesome. we didn't want to be in the food business, but we yeah. thought we'd That's have smart, something yeah. really small, maybe have pizzas and pretzels and that's mm. it. And then maybe have food trucks yeah. uh, before we came into this space and, and partnered with the, with the restaurant group. And they are killing it in the kitchen. I was say it definitely seems to be paying off. I mean, every time I've been here, it's been packed. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're doing Brus- something right. Those Brussels sprouts we had that time. Oh, oh so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. So good. No, they've, they've done a, they've done an excellent job. Except for I will put in the plug that I think both Kevin and I asked for poutine and it still hasn't showed up on the <laughs> Ooh, menu. Oh, that's crap. Yeah. So right. they, get on that. Our listeners, yeah. spam them till they get some poutine. <laughs> yes, Seriously. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for a good Reuben sandwich too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's coming. We're, yeah. we're expanding yeah. the menu, you know, like everybody else that opened at the tail end of this pandemic, hopefully. Um, you know, we had trouble hiring. So yeah. um, to get enough servers to run such a big place. Uh, yeah. So we started with a really, really small menu and we've been expanding on and on and on. So uh, hopefully all this stuff's coming and, you know, they want to, again, it's a small town. We want to have entrees. We want folks to come for the beer, but we also want folks to come as a family. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of why we put the skee ball machines and the, uh, and the video games Mortal back Kombat. there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so. Um, That's family friendly, right? (laughs) (laughs) Fatality. (laughs) Finish him. Yeah, finish him. Um, All right, so we've talked about the space. It's beautiful in here. Um, The beer. We're here to talk about the beer. What are you? What's your offerings? What's your flagships? So um, right now we do have 13 different beers on draft. Um, We're kind of set up to have a lot of different styles. Um, You know, there are a lot of breweries out there now that. They have like eight or nine beers on tap and six of them are IPAs and two of them are sours and that's it. (laughs) We always knew we wanted to offer something for everybody. And again, being in the small sleepy town, we definitely need to have some beer flavored beer. Um, um, So we do kind of try to make sure we always have at least one or two easy drinking beers on. Uh, But Steve and I are hopheads. I mean, we have been IPA chasing for pretty much as long as people have been (laughs) IPA chasing. Um, And we really like the big, you know, bold, juicy IPAs. Now, is your Uh, double helix, is that the flagship? So the double helix isn't really the flagship. I I mean, we've always said that the consumer is going to pick our flagship beer. And honestly, our most popular beer which has also been our worst-rated beer on Untapped, however, <laughs> of course. has been our simple solution, which is a honey blonde ale. Interesting. Um, okay, cool. And it just, nice. whenever it's on, it sells like yeah. hotcakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> people love it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're the mean household income in this neck of the woods is high, but there's a, a ton of blue-collar folks, and they come in and say, hey, I'm totally willing to try craft beer, but I drink macro. Right. You know, give me some, and they taste it and they stick with it. It's a good, easy drinker for everyone. Introductory. Yeah. Yeah. We've been able to, you know, we make a blonde that's been hopped, dry hopped. Uh, You know, we have a few other, we had a a single or a smash IPA that uh, folks really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, we, you know, we love our, uh, we love our hoppy stuff. We love our hoppy stuff. Even our dark stuff too. Yeah. And we did, there, we have a beer called Elixir. It's not on tap right now, but it was really designed to be our flagship double IPA. Um, and then when we first started brewing in the pilot brewery, we just brewed the same three beers over and over and over, kind of until we got Nailing them right. Them. Yeah. Um, so, and those three beers were Tincture, which is a pale ale, Tonic, which is a single IPA, and then Elixir, which is our double. Um, so Tonic is great. 
Thank you. That was my go-to, like, every time I came here. And then, like, there was one time where it wasn't on top. And I was like, no, what do I drink? It, it was funny because the first two weeks we opened, Elixir, Elixir and Simple Solution flew yeah. out the door. And so we were planning the next round of brews. All right, Kev, we're going to have plenty of tonic. And then all of a sudden, yeah. people found out about tonic. Yeah. It just took off. Um, and we were out without a single IPA, I think, for a few weeks. What? You know, so it's just a bunch of doubles. Blasphemy. Uh, no, come, on, no, come on, get smashed. Have, have it for Yeah. So you've used the term sleepy town a couple of times. And I want to get into how do we get a quote unquote sleepy town? Because I live in Raleigh. Uh, anonymous Ales just opened. Yep. Small brewery, sleepy town. We got a McDonald's. Like, that's like the coolest <laughs> yeah. thing that's happened yep. in my town, right? Yep. Um, how do you convert those beer drinkers into craft lovers? Yeah. But we're going to do that. Yeah. On the other, uh, yeah, other no. side of the messages. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. So again, Sleepy Town, like your macro drinkers, you get people in here and I know you have those offerings that, you know, the Blonde Honey Ale, but like, how do you get them drinking the tonic, the elixirs and, and become hop heads or into sours or into even those like dry stouts? Yeah. I, I mean, I think a big thing is, is disguising hops. Um, <laughs> you know, like we have a dry hop. A placebo yeah. effect, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a dry hop Blonde Ale. Uh, that we call vaccine. It actually has my brother's picture on it. But, uh, you know, that was the original name for it. We were going to call it gateway drug, you know, because <laughs> we wanted that to be the one that brought people from, yeah. you know, the non-hoppy to the hoppy stuff. And yeah. I obviously thought better of that name. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and But I think it's, you know, making these, like the Smash IP, I can't believe how much of that we sold. But it was Pilsner malt, Citra hops, you know, really simple, you know, <laughs> depending on which keg we had, some of it was hazy, some of it <laughs> was really clear, but yeah. you know, it was it was that wow, this is this is what a hopped beer tastes like, you know. Um and I think it was approachable because of the way it looked. Um and those sort of beers I think is what's pushing people. You know, we even have one of our founders that uh you know, he, he wants to drink nothing but our honey blonde and uh that was one of his favorite beers we made. So I think it's uh you know, kind of having steps forward for folks. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the benefits of us having so many tap lines is uh, being allowing to step them up to, yeah. to, to an IPA or a double IPA. What All about, right. uh, oh, sorry, Eric. No, I was going to say, so let's, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. What is the difference between the Irish stout and the dry Irish stout? Yeah. So you mean between like a regular stout and a dry Irish yeah, stout? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a dry Irish stout, I mean, they're almost always on nitro. Um, some You can find some examples that aren't. But it's usually just a, a very low alcohol um, 
you know, dry, uh, kind of dry finish, even though it's got a full bodied and very easy drinking stout. Um, Good mouthfeel, too. Yeah. 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 And which a, a lot comes from the nitro, yeah. I feel like. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Guinness being the most famous dry Irish stout, there isn't a lot that tastes like a Guinness um, out there on the market. At least I don't think that there is. Um, but, yeah. 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 Versus, you know, like a, a bigger stout or, you know, most stouts are, are higher ABV. You get a lot more roast. You get a lot more, like, really bold flavors. Um, where a Guinness is, I mean, it's... It's smoother, maybe. It's smoother. And, yeah. you know, it really is the kind of quintessential light beer. It yeah. usually has... The drinkability, you know, it's unreal. It's yeah. real drinkable. Even in the summer, like, people mm-hmm. tend not to equate stouts with a summer drink, but a beer like Guinness or any really well-made dry Irish stout. Um, and, you know, they're low alcohol. You can drink them all day, and they tend to have less calories than yeah. a Budweiser. Yeah. Like, a Guinness has less calories than a Budweiser does, so... Now, pouring that, that style... Um, are you training the staff? Like, this is how you pour this dry Irish. You know, you can't just, like, pull yeah, the tag. Yeah, the tab so, and it's a little bit of a learning curve Yeah, still, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially being our first one, our first nitro beer. So, yeah, um, yeah they're still working on it. Cool. Absolutely. Um, our, our beer nerds are going to be like, why did you go back to this subject? But seltzers. Are you making a seltzer? I, I, I don't say brewing seltzer. Are you making a seltzer? Um, no, not at the moment. <laughs> Any plans or is it kind of just like- Perhaps. Um, you know, the the market share for seltzers is really big. Yep. Um, they are relatively inexpensive to make. They are wildly popular. It would be kind of silly of us to not explore that opportunity at all. That being said, if it was 100% up to me, we wouldn't make any. <laughs> yeah, we, we sometimes have to tell Kevin, you know, to switch hats between his brewer hat and his owner hat. Yeah. Um, you know, and Kevin, like he said, he for two and a half years brewed every week at my house. Yes, we have a ski ball uh, yeah. going on <laughs> yeah. uh, right. in, in the background. But, yeah, the, the <laughs> but uh, Kevin went away on vacation for a week, uh, and my wife and I went in and made a seltzer and had a label made and everything. Um, by the time he got back, he's like, what the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> what happened yeah. here? <laughs> but then I made him can it. He's like, yeah. this is terrible. Which um, was the worst. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's very different canning oh, yeah. versus a beer. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, it ended up taking me like six hours to get two cases of seltzer in cans. Is that so just because it was higher in carbonation? Higher or? in carbonation. The beer gun that I used to can in the pilot brewery just didn't work. You just got a full can of foam every time. Awesome. And so I had to, it took about four minutes to fill a can at the speed I could fill wow. it and not just get a can full of foam yeah. Yeah. before I could actually cap it. And it was a nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare. but okay. we do we do cool, have a recipe. Cool. It's gonna be, yeah. They'll be called aromatic waters if we do bring them out. Um, and I did tell we have an assistant brewer. His name's Brian. He's unbelievable. Um, and I did tell them that's in his purview since Kevin won't, uh, <laughs> won't touch it. Get so, ready. Um, yeah, yeah. There but, is some like special equipment and that kind of stuff. Yeah. That needs oh, to yeah. be purchased. So it'll probably be at least after year one to maybe year one and a half yeah. before we even start looking at it. But it's in the long term. Yeah. It's it's crazy to feel like. Feels like you've been open for longer than a year. Do you ever say that? Like, I mean, financially, it feels like oh, you've yeah. been open yeah. longer than a yeah. year. I'm sure, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, again, the the pilot brewery was set up in such a way, and you know, people were coming and getting cans, and you know, wearing our merch, and yeah. I mean, it feels like we've been doing it for a long time, but uh, yeah, it's really flew since we opened in November. You yep. know, and of course, hitting all the speed bumps and the right. warts that come with hiring through this pandemic and such. So, Definitely. Uh, yeah, but it's been, it's been awesome. The, the local reception, 
you know, we see so many locals, but we also see the beer travelers, which, you know, has been awesome. Because yeah. it was you guys at one point, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it definitely was us. And we're seeing the folks coming. And Still us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, and you have hit, time? Yeah. <laughs> but hitting us, Hobo, Oak and Iron, kind of on the way. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see uh, folks coming up from the South Shore. From We get a lot of folks from New Hampshire. And uh, it's been great. Yeah. yeah. So another thing, too, you guys have a full bar. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, again, the other benefit of kind of coming in with that existing restaurant, they had a liquor license. So we didn't have to forfeit it to the town and then hope oh, we could awesome. get it back. Yeah. But we could not transform it into a farmer's brewer's license. Gotcha. We could transform it into a brew pub license. So the only detriment right now is we can't self-distribute. Um, so everything we, we brew, it gets sold here. Yeah. Um, and we have cans in a fridge that people can come and grab stuff to go. We fill crowlers. Um, but that rule should be changed. Well, you know, know our, our mass brewery guild, they listen to the episode like that should be a law that gets changed. Yeah. So it is, you know, I, I do know a few folks at the state house and I yeah. did hear that it finally came out of committee and it's getting marked up, which cool. usually means okay. it's going to pass because those other two beer laws did pass yeah. very, very right. recently. Yeah, so right. hopefully this is the next one, the next one. And, you know, the next three to four months, Not uh, yeah. this law will go through, too. And then we can start doing a little bit of self to distribution, yeah. which would be amazing for us. That would be awesome. Yeah. Your cans, I mean, I, I I hate going to the liquor store sometimes because it's like... They all look the same. You don't know what it is. <laughs> Your cans definitely <laughs> stick out. I mean, yeah. they do. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Again, the artwork, This our, our artist is from Hungary. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. Uh, we found him on the internet. Uh, <laughs> he, hey, same with ours. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. Found yeah. Ours I mean, on the internet. Yeah. yeah. But, but this guy, he just totally he gets, it. gets, you know, 19th century apothecary. Yeah. 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 But That's cool. Now, any plans for him to come over here and just, like, drink the beer with we, him? We, <laughs> we invited him to come to the opening day to a point where I said I would pay for his flight and his hotel or he could stay at my house. And he was very receptive, but his wife kind of put the kibosh on, uh, you're going to travel where and these when? random yeah. people? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, During a pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. We've sent him some merch. He sends us pictures. He sends me pictures of him and his family on Christmas, uh, gathered awesome. around the Christmas tree. I mean, it's it's awesome. He yeah. really is. He's such a sweet guy. I mean, right now we have a label. We're doing a collaboration uh, with Gilded Skull, and we're Very waiting cool. on his label. And he's, you know, Neil's super. Awesome yeah, yeah. He, he's <laughs> been Shout fantastic. Yep. Too, yeah. um, but our artist is, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry, but, you know, he works at a school. My school's taking in Ukrainian refugees. Yeah. You know, is yeah. it okay? Yeah, absolutely. If we don't get the label, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. There's other things going yeah. on yeah. in the world. Yeah. So, uh, but he's he's unbelievable. Yeah, the business, the business side of it. Um, who's kind of like inspired you to you know like do this or like you're a nurse? My dad's like I like to woodwork, right? Like that's yeah. that's, his, that's his hobby, and that's not to knock that, but like it's not a business for him. You know, you are employing people to work here every day. Where did you find this like business acumen to even a do it and be like be successful? You've been open for a year. You didn't shut in the first two months of being open. Yeah, I mean Paul Donhauser over at Essex County was huge. Cool guy. I've yeah. never even met Paul. <laughs> I got his text from a friend from you know baseball dads, nice. um, and he said yeah, anytime if you want to ask him questions, I sent one question and said all right if he answers then I'm going to use him as my sounding board and he was awesome. Uh, and then Jim McSherry down at uh, at Shoveltown uh, helped answer a lot of our questions guys, too. But you know, a, a, there's I, I, we brought our investment group to I think it was Channel Marker, um, and they brought 
everyone in the back was showing them, you know, the recipe sitting there. And, and half of our investors were like, I bet if we asked them to open their books, they would. I'm like, I bet they would, <laughs> you know, but this business is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, even medicine is, can be cutthroat at time as yeah. a business. Yeah. Um, Medical but, devices. Just think yeah. about that. Like oh, how would, yeah. oh, would anyone God. show like their newest heart stint to somebody else? Right. Nope. Yeah. No, absolutely. Never, never. No. But uh, the beer industry, they're like, oh yeah, this is how you do everything. Uh, unbe <laughs> unbelievable. You're going to open across the street. Please yeah. do. Yeah. We'll, help you, we'll help you move in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the whole reason we have a 10 barrel system is because of those guys. You know, they all went through, hey, if I could tell you one thing. Yeah, that's what they told We've us. Heard that open as, big as, yeah. as yeah. big as you can afford yeah. for your space. Yeah. Um, you know, and the guys at Essex, I think they, they've changed tanks four times now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> they were, you know, and it's just such a huge expense. Yeah. It is. Bite the bullet once. And, you know, just looking at this, the, the cost of stainless steel is up 50% oh, since, yeah. since we bought this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we bought big. Yeah, yeah. it's important. Your tap space shows the brewery. Um, is that a little annoying though? Being in a restaurant all day, being opened, or is it in a fishbowl kind fish of fishbowl kind of thing? <laughs> no, it, I mean it's really okay. And you know, we we knew this is what we were getting into. We knew we were going to open with an open concept. It's always been part of the plan. Yeah. Uh, even when before we knew we were going to be here, we knew we wanted an open concept because. You know, it's just so much more fun when you go to a brewery and you can see exactly what's going on. Um, this is very open. I mean, yeah. you're kind of <laughs> right on top yeah, of everything. Really. <laughs> um, you know, there are some things we do to, to try to keep it, um, you know, minimal people in here when we're doing the most active brewing. So we open at lunchtime and, you know, we come in at seven on a yeah. day because it's not unheard of for stuff to splash over the wall right. and get into the tap room. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, especially when you do things like, you know, take a valve off a full tank because yes, I did that. Um, but nobody died. So, right, right. Um, there you go. Yeah, so there was a fair amount of beer that came up all the way over the wall. And <laughs> You should have a shirt like awesome. Apothecary L, nobody died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least no one died. Probably would sell, maybe not. But don't blame me if it doesn't. <laughs> So what's next? I know it's hard to, like, hindsight, you know, being open for, what? Three months. During a pandemic yeah, yeah, and yeah, everything else. Yeah. But uh, what's next? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting ready to open our outdoor space. Yeah, looks you know, great. Yeah, I mean, we did a Kickstarter, um, and we did it for about the month of November. We were looking to raise 25000 in it to help us with the outdoor space. We basically said, even if we have to open in the red, which we did, to open the big space, we're going to do whatever we can and make it as nice as possible. But we had to stop when we decided we need to go outside. Um, and we said, you know what, we'll run a Kickstarter campaign and that'll give us a gauge on, you know, where we the fit interest. in the community. Yeah. Yeah. We raised, we looked for $20,000 uh, and it was raised or 25,000 and it was raised in 20 hours. That's awesome. Wow. From, from when we opened. That's so huge. yeah, I mean the community, <laughs> I mean, we had some things we never thought, like we, we call it the CEO of the pharmaceutical company package, <laughs> which was name a fermenter, yeah. um, brew with Kevin and get all of our swag. They both sold out in like the first two hours. That's Did you brew with them yet? Not yet, but it's coming. It's so coming. I've got the first. Um, I've got the first one planned um, for early next month. Um, and it's funny, the guy who bought it's a physician. He's a pediatrician. Oh, that's um, great. That's yeah. great. So yeah. you know, we're gonna brew a. Um, a kind of older style. We're going to brew like an old English ale, and it's actually going to be our second nitro beer. Awesome. Um, awesome. So that's um, that's going to be exciting. Kind Very of be cool. an, an yeah. imperial old speckled hand almost kind of deal. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. But I like it. 
I mean, we're, we're hoping to do a lot in the community. I mean, we have a charity beer every month uh, that uh, where proceeds from it, partial of the proceeds go towards medical charities. So we're doing one this month with a local North Reading charity for a traumatic brain injury. So we want to do a bunch of stuff uh, within the community. I know one big thing I want to do is uh, I used to host these crazy Oktoberfest parties where I think at one point... They were uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, it was like 200 people oh my uh, in my backyard. That's awesome. Uh, I think four we had eight. Kegs. Yeah, I think yeah, we had four yeah. or five kegs of Polliner, and then you know we started expanding and getting a pumpkin uh, beer. But it was it was crazy, and I have the later hosen. So you know, why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're hoping uh, you might have to get another pair if you're not drinking beer. Yeah, as much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might need, I might need another pair since I drank so much beer since the last uh, time. Right, right, right. I was looking the positive. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, we're we're hoping to you know kind of engage the town and see if they'll let us put a big Oktoberfest party at That'd a park cool. uh, around here. And uh, but you know we want to do stuff with the community. We realize you know this isn't if we started ten or fifteen years ago. Oh, you're you're a brewery. You're, yeah. You know you're a vi- you're making money off of vice, and you know it's it's much more well accepted yeah. than when we first started talking about it. To the point where you know the community's been fantastic. But uh, we want to give back as much as we can to the community. Again, I'll say it. I grew up in this town. It's a sleepy little town. They want to support the folks that help the town. Yeah. Uh, and we want to be we want to be an answer more than a problem. Yeah. Love it. This has been a lot of fun today. Yeah. I'd love to do a follow up interview with y'all in in the future because I think right now it's good go to the brewery. But I want to I want to know when you guys are running on all cylinders and everything's going, you know, <laughs> and it's not that you're not, it's just that like, you know, it's the growing pains, it's yeah. opening a business, yeah. it's, it's trying to figure out staffing and the stuff that you don't even realize when you have those pipe dreams in the car and you're like, it'd be awesome to open a brewery. <laughs> I just yeah. brew every day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh wait, one of our servers showed up yeah. today. Yeah. Or yeah. What do we do now? Yeah. 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 So I mean, um, we were pretty lucky. We were able to hit the ground running pretty much. Um, you know, the first month was really hard, yeah. but we, seemed to come into our stride relatively quickly. Um, well, yeah, we, we strolled again, in here at like 3 o'clock. You go into any restaurant, there was a couple tables full. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's I think it's all the prep work that we put into it and the planning and the brewing and the pilot brewery. And, yeah. It's know. all definitely paid off. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So we want our listeners, uh, far and close, to stop by at Hopothecary Ales. So where are you physically located? And yes, we know. You can type it into your GPS, your phone. <laughs> the Googles. You know. The Googles, but... It's nice to say. So where are you physically located? We're at 303 Main Street, yep. North Reading, Massachusetts. Excellent. And social media? Social media. We're up on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Hypothecary Ales. And uh, we haven't quite mastered Twitter yet, so we're not we haven't either. Yes. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's a wasteland. I think don't Twitter's worry about on it. its way out, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get that far. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you so much for doing this. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, I'm excited to come and check out the outdoor space in the summer. And uh, I am, fingers crossed, this is a good parking lot. You could probably do the Oktoberfest in the parking yeah, lot. It'd be it, badass. It, it, yeah. If we if we could get a bus to kind of let like people maybe in. even people park at the park. Yeah. And then we bus yeah, them here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I think we could definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, it's really cool. Love a good October awesome. Fest anyways. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. All right. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you.